So one of the issues that we're especially facing right now as COVID-19 has really dramatically shifted the workplace balance is your work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So how, how do I manage that? Not only as a woman, but uh, men too, they have to figure out how to do that. So what, what do we do about work-life balance, Tracy? Ah, glad you asked, Grasshopper. <laughs> the old work-life balance mystery. It's as old as time. I think before people had lives and worked, it was it. So uh, first of all, what we're going to share in this podcast, you know, what is this? Is this really still a thing? It's 2020. We're all equal. You know, what, what the heck's going on? Um, uh, is this a real thing? Um, if it is, what is it? And then we're going to share some really great tools and tactics about how you can achieve this beautiful space in your life where you are truly in balance. So we hope you check us out. Inner balance. (laughs) You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome back to Ladies on Leadership, another podcast brought to you from Enola, Pennsylvania, the center of the universe, (laughs) the original Adam and Eve Garden of Eden. So we're here and uh, we're in green because spring is coming out and we got some another hot topic to talk about uh, with you today. And my name is Tracy Jones and this is my co-leader, Leah Hess. And we're so excited to share with you. Thanks for tuning in. And we are real women talking about real issues. Sometimes we use some real language, but we know where our hearts are and we're here um, not to whine, but just to, to... as iron sharpens iron. So hopefully what we're sharing with you, it helps us work it out and we can share with you. So today we're going to talk about a topic uh, everybody has to deal with, and that is the old work-life balance. Woo. Woo. boom. Where's that? Yeah. And uh, boy, work-life balance because um, thank God we have uh, personal lives. We are in a country where we can have wonderful personal lives. We have family lives. We can worship freely. We can earn our own money and invest. So we have lots of different plates that we need to manage that come together. And so it's a big feast and we're not dropping things and having things crash to the ground. I want to tell you how I was brought up. Um, with a motivational father and everything was a lot of fun, but it was always very disciplined. I tell people it was like boot camp and a sitcom. Um, but what he taught me, the greatest lesson that he taught me growing up was that work is more fun than fun. Hmm. And he would, in the summer vacations, pack us up. We'd travel all over the country in an RV, mm-hmm. all of us, six kids, books, two adults. And we would drive from speaking engagement to speaking engagement. And we, we would stay at campgrounds and we would work the back room table. So this is how we had family time. So he would go to work and every time, even in the future, we would go on vacations, Disney World, whatever. He would make sure he stopped at a church. He did a, he mm. did a, a big speech. He volunteered at a prison. So mm. it was always like, we can have fun, but fun has a purpose too. So I always grew up with this incredible congruent thing about fun time and work time are really inextricably linked. And why my father could do that, why my father had perfect work-life balance was because he loved work and he loved his personal life. Okay. Mm. Not that it was always perfect, but he made a commitment that he was going to make the boast of the, the best of both of them. And I think when you do that, you really dial into it. So before we get started, whenever I hear somebody talk about work-life balance and issues, <laughs> I think this one triggers Tracy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to really say to them, what's the problem? Okay. And typically it's not about work-life balance. They either hate their job or they hate their personal life. Let's get yeah. real, folks, okay? Yeah. Because if you love them both, your work's going to be like, hey, whatever we can do, and your family's going to be like, hey, whatever we can do, okay? So I'm like, you know, the Dr. Jones goes, hmm, let's really talk about what ails you. You know, read two books, <laughs> read two books and call me in the morning. So we got to get real about a lot of times, you know, you know, my dad used to say, oh, I put my job first, I put my family first, and my dad would say, 
if anybody says that, the only thing they put first is themselves. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Yowts. All right. And you know what? I'm like, dad, that's so mean. You know what? He was absolutely correct. Because when you mm. love your work and you love your personal space and you love your God and you love taking care of you, it all comes together in a beautiful way. People aren't fighting for competing resources because there is an uh, uh, unlimited love and resources and hope and all the gifts of the spirit out there. So whenever people say this, I need to get tr get clear on it. Usually if they feel they're being pulled away, their families are really miserable at work. And then they bring that misery home. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. their family is not supportive of their, uh, their, um, their commitment to have to work. And so they're putting a drain on them. So let's get real on talking about that. Yeah. So we'll use me as a case example. Cause I've mentioned in a previous podcast, I have a two year old and and so this is especially something, a good hot button topic to talk about right now with the coronavirus because schools, school went out over a month ago mm -hmm. and that was it. And a lot Done. of parents are expected to still, they're supposed to shift to telecommuting right now with no childcare. Yeah, so learning to homeschool people who may not have any experience with teaching children at all. And so I'm, what we've seen in some families is this, um, they've just taken this as a wonderful opportunity to spend all this time together mm -hmm. and they've really flexed and flowed with it and just made it work. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you see people that were already kind of, they were almost avoiding being home. They were so busy with activities that they had no downtime together as a family. And so this was like a culture shock for mm -hmm. them. And I think that's what was hard for a lot of people coming into this was it not only was this pandemic that we don't know anything about, and so there's all these policies coming into place left and right, state, federal, worldwide, people are in a crisis mindset. Things are just scary overall if you look for one second on the news. Mm -hmm. But then you go home and you're expected to have a completely new dynamic at home because for me and my husband, going and being away for however many days a week to work and then being home for a couple hours in the evening, bedtime, and then on to more work because that's what we like to do. Right. That's all new because now we have to flex and flow our full-time hours to fit and cram into that time with having our daughter full-time too. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> in our circumstance, which we get into, uh, we both like our jobs for the most part. We love what we do. And we're both blessed with somewhat flexible situations at work where it's not a big deal for me to bring Thea along to take naps while we do fun things at work mm -hmm. or TJ can do some um, Zoom calls and things while she's entertaining herself in the other room. But if you have younger children than that, they're not really at the age where they can do that kind of thing yet. Mm -hmm. So it's... It's important right now as people are learning that. And then there's also the dynamic of now things are going to reopen and school is already out. And so some things that were in place before that would kind of, you could have a plan and maybe that's what hurts most for people. You could have a plan before and now you can't. Mm -hmm. This really is just creating this stressful environment. But that's that's more of a here and now mm -hmm. point of view. But in the broader picture of it... Um, Getting back to the beginning of that, the the pain of it is the family harmony or disharmony. So I what are so. people really feeling? Is it something that was already underlying that they just didn't want to and maybe were purposefully not right. acknowledging before? Right. Case in point, when I was in the military, okay, we'd go on TDYs, which stood for temporary deployment, and, you know, we'd try to rotate so not everybody was away too much, right? 
to preserve the work-life balance. And I can remember one time I got a call from a spouse and they're like, Tracy or, or LT, why does Sergeant so-and-so always have to go on all these deployments? Well, guess what? I didn't pick them. That person volunteered every time, okay? <laughs> oh, so I pulled no. Sergeant in and I said, do not blame this for me. If you want to be away from home, you need to own this. And the one Facebook oh. video that we saw first when the coronavirus came out, they were asking that guy, hey, the coronavirus has hit and you have two choices. A, you have to stay home with your wife and kid or B, and the guy goes, B, before he even heard it. And we were laughing. But it's like, okay, guys, are you really using this to chance? Uh, it's like to, a ha, 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 yeah, ow. ow. Like, but, but case in point, <laughs> you, if, if you really wanted more time with your family, then you're loving this, okay? And to Leah's point, she and I have both worked in places before this where we did not have the ultimate flexibility. Right. Okay? Right. So you have to make choices about where you hang your hat and where you, who you let sign your paycheck. Because if you are at a place that's not flexible and too rigid, and find that's a place something that you isn't. absolutely need. Yeah. yeah. So we go back to kind of this, um, we talk about like adulting 101, where it's like there's some things that maybe everybody should know, but doesn't mean everybody does know. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to or do have a child, or even if you just have a spouse, it's your responsibility to just sit down and figure out what's best for your family. Right. And that might be financially, it doesn't make sense. And so you have to figure out how to either financially make it work, mm -hmm. or you're going to have to sacrifice some of that because you don't have the finances to make it work mm -hmm. and then work towards having more finances so right. that you can make it work. You have to live within what you have. Right. Choices. And, and to Leah's point, when I was in, in the military, they used to say if Uncle Sam uh, wanted you to have a spouse, he would have issued you one. So when people sit there and cry about, oh, we were away for so long. I know you joined the military. What did you expect? Or I didn't get, uh, when I was in the military, I didn't have children. I mean, because my first love and commitment was to my country. Right. So you are responsible for making these choices and finding leaders and organizations that fit your lifestyle and fit your personal life balance. Right. And Leah, we wanted to talk about how leaders set the expectation, but if what a leader does, a leader is going to spend more time at work because they have more responsibility. They're getting paid more, but that doesn't mean you as a follower have to. And you know, everybody assumes, well, if the boss is here, I need to be here. Check with them. If you are really uber productive, they don't want you just sitting around just to, to run up the electric bill or right. possibly get hurt at work. I mean, it, it, you know, say them and say, Hey, listen, got the, you're not even going to have to say it because they're going to know that yeah. you're productive. And if your boss is putting too much on, on you and you're looking around and here's the other thing if you're a good person you tend to get really saddled with a lot of stuff again we've talked about this healthy boundaries go back and go boss hey it's sorry. too much for me yeah. to do and if you go well then they'll fire me good then you don't want to work at a place like right. that okay? right you need to be somewhere where they value you yeah, exactly and all of this comes back to having that open dialogue with your boss or your manager and if you're in an environment where you can't have open dialogue about just Cut and dry simple things like that, whether you actually have too much work on your plate or not, or you're starting to feel attention, and so you might have to explore different options that will be, make more sense for your family. Mm -hmm. If you can't have conversations like that with your boss, first and foremost, then you already need to go because right. that's just that's just common humanity. And in our country, that's an acceptable thing to have an expectation to be able to talk about. Right. But at the same time, it's not their responsibility to figure it out for you. Right. You They're need not to They're figure not that readers. out with your family. And then 
there may be different options within your organization you can explore, but there may not be, and that's okay. And it's not your boss's responsibility to figure that out for you. But sometimes, and I had a circumstance before where I was taking on a lot of things at work, but I was still able to get done between nine and five. Mm -hmm. And I went to my boss because he would make a comment every time I would leave at five o'clock on the dot. And I was like, do you want, like, am I supposed to actually stay later till like 5.30 or something? And he's like, no, if your work is done, I'm just checking to make sure that you're good. And right. I was like, oh, okay, well, you seem to stay till like 7 o'clock every night. And he was like, well, yeah, because I have more responsibilities. And if I get this stuff done, then your workload doesn't get too unmanageable. Mm-hmm. So he made that intentional choice. And there were things that I learned to take on a little more so that that could alleviate for him. But there's a balance within a team, even you should consider your boss part of your team because you are. You're working together on these things. Right, and things are going to change. Leah right now has a two-year-old, okay, as Thea gets older, or you may have a spouse that gets sick. Or, listen, I've changed career fields five times. The careers (laughs) that I thought I loved more than anything, one day I went up and I said... I've fallen out of love with my work. Mm. And that's how I knew it was time to go. So if you are having this work-life balance rub, maybe it's time for a change. You know, we go through, Ecclesiastes says there's a season for everything. There was a season for me in the military. There was a season for me in high tech. It was beautiful. But... But as you change and evolve as a person, mm-hmm. before I wanted to be in bureaucracies. Now, no way, Jose. <laughs> I got to be an entrepreneur, baby. The only person I'm going <laughs> to complain about in the mirror to is me, okay? Yeah. Um, but I like complaining about myself. Yeah, my <laughs> boss, oh, tell me. Oh, well, she's great, you know? I've got to go to the bathroom and have a meeting with my boss in the mirror. <laughs> meeting in the ladies' room. <laughs> and it's just one of those things that um, as you change or as your relationship change, yeah. you guys may, or your savings change, or your spiritual life change or you may say hey to heck with it we're going to the mission field it's okay but if you are feeling this work-life rub it may be God telling you you know what something's got to give um and God gives us um this wonderful discomfort as he's pruning stuff away from us and you know what I never I loved my job before I came back to run tremendous leadership after my dad went to heaven I was so 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 sad to leave. I mean, I was like, this is my life. This is my identity. And God slowly closed that door and let me know, Tracy, this is no longer where you want to be. And it was a serious work life um, crisis. And Uh I look back and I'm like, well, God did that to me because he showed me what it really was. Cause otherwise I never would have left and I wouldn't have come back. Right. So that's the other thing too. God may be evolving you into your next phase. Um, and you need to just go, you know what, God, Okay, I thought this was going to be my forever job, um, but it's not. Trust me, I've had so many. Don't worry, you'll get another one. And uh, it's it's not the job, it's what you put into it. And as long as you are showing up in the next job, it's going to be as wonderful as the last one. Absolutely. And I think one of the big takeaways, too, is that, like you were talking about with the Lord and his uh, using these as opportunities to prune us, mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so excited about our work or even our family that we start to idolize it. Oh, mm-hmm. And I've wrestled mm-hmm. with that with my family because I grew up in a very strong family unit and I was truly idolizing my family. Yeah. That was the first and foremost consultation for all my choices. Mm. God? No. It was family. Mm. And 
he showed me what I needed to change there and it was very painful, but it was necessary because we have to learn to rely on him first and foremost with that. But those, um, when we feel those tensions, we know it's easiest to look at it for directly face value of what's happening. And there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes you have to sit and self-evaluate and see what the deeper issue is. So we kind of are referencing that as misdirected frustration. Right. So If you're miserable in your job, is it because you truly just want more family time and then you're looking for any excuse in your job that it's it's your boss's fault, it's your workflow fault, it's something wrong there, or unfortunately, vice versa. Are you really unhappy at home? And so when you're at work and everything's hunky-dory there, is you not getting your big project done your wife's fault or your husband's fault or your kid's fault? And so we yeah. really have to be self-aware and evaluate those things and yeah. be conscious of, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or is there a real issue? And right. if there's an issue, you need to unpack it and you need to take action. And if you're just avoiding, you need to find out, are you staying at work extra long because mm. you really don't want to go home? Or do you not want to, do you want to, uh, do you get sick on a Sunday night and want to call in sick Monday because you really hate your work? So you really need to unpack that yeah, and, and get you real can't, about it. If you really can't figure out what it is, get counseling. Yeah. There's so many wonderful opportunities to get counseling even online now. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to worry. I know people get freaked out about, oh, so-and-so will see me and it's going to be a big to-do if they see that yeah, I'm getting well, counseling. Uh, you can do it You can do it on your phone. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You could do it on breaks at work. There's all kinds of ways now that, thank God for technology, that you can make that kind of stuff happen. And that'll help you figure it out. If, if you really want to know what the root of the issue is, you'll you'll figure it out. Right. And talk to um, other people that have been through this. Now, yeah, yeah. I can't, I've never had children, so I can't give Leah advice on that, but there's other things I can share with her on. Um, there's other things I can talk to women about, you know, having an alpha female and an alpha male and competing <laughs> careers. That's kind of a big deal. Um, managing your pets while you're doing this. So there's other things, uh, dealing with um, ill parents, sick, aging parents. So there are plenty of people out there that have gone the way before us that we can get their counsel and say, hey, I'm feeling this. Trust me, you're not the only one going through this. No, that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing they say with going through the process of counseling. If you really want to figure out what the issue is, to find out what what the issue is and then to realize that no you're not the only person that has ever gone through it you're not the only person going through it right now you there's won't be other the last people person. no yeah. you won't be the last person either but as we get into that problem solving phase of this where if you feel that tension between your work life balance as hard as it is i think especially for us not even especially for us whether you're female or male sometimes separating the emotion from the situation is one of the most difficult things that you're going to do mm-hmm. but if you just just look at the cold hard facts. Are you actually spending enough time to be a good mother or father with your children if you have them or with your spouse if you have one or with your friends? If you don't have that, you still need to have your personal life outside of your work life. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe in this phase of life, not so much, but overall in the grand scheme of life, your job is not everything. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And right. so to separate out the emotion or on the flip side with work, is it really about the boss? Is it about your work? Yeah. Is it What's about, about yeah. you're frustrated with your fit. lack of performance? Or right. maybe, yeah, maybe you got into a job because you talked a big talk. And when you get into it, no, this isn't stuff you could actually figure out. You're just not experienced enough. And yeah. 
The best be thing honest. you can do, yeah, be honest with where you're at and move forward. Mm-hmm. And Mike, Mike, my new husband, told me this. Uh, 20 to 40 is your learning years. 40 to 60 is your peak earning years. Yay. And then 60 to 80 are your yearning years where you reflect back. Mm. And um, I mean, you still got to, I mean, some of the people with the pandemic, they didn't want to work in the first place. They're like, I'm scared to go back to work. Look, you don't want to work in the first place. (laughs) If you want to use that as an excuse, maybe you're scared. If you're scared, you're scared. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But just call it for what it is. If you don't want to work, don't work. But I'm telling you, Everybody in their life, I don't care if you're 99 and 44, 100% year old, um, needs somebody to love and to be loved. Yeah. They need a new challenge and they need adventure to go on. So work is a beautiful thing. God worked for six out of seven days. There's a theology of work. Now we don't worship work, but we work because God gave us these great brains to create and collaborate and integrate and populate and procreate. We need the joil. We need the joil. The joy and the toil. Okay. And so, so do it. And then, but the toil is whether it's work or family, it's all work, but it can all all be joyful. Guess what? Me sitting with my two-year-old playing with blocks for an hour, as fun as it is, <laughs> that's work. And so there's work regardless of what part of life we're talking about. Right, right. And there's a balance to be had with all of it. Right. And be self-aware enough and be linked in spiritually enough because the devil loves to dig you. Oh, yeah. if you had a different job. Oh, if you had a different spouse. Oh, if you wouldn't have had kids. Oh, if you had more money. Mm-mm-mm. Don't you go there. No, and that's uh, we talk a lot about boundaries, but there are specific things that you have to put as off-limits. For your mind to even go there, you have to say, no, devil, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not even going to focus on that thought that just came in my head because it's out of my control. There's nothing I can realistically do about that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're continuously battling with those thoughts, that might be the sign of a deeper spiritual problem that's going on that you really need to focus on the Lord more because he can provide peace in these situations and show you where where those pain points are that you would never be able to identify on your own. I can't tell you how many times I've had issues at work that I've sat and prayed about, and then I've had complete clarity. And typically, I have to chill out a little bit. (laughs) No. (laughs) You? No. (laughs) So I think at the end of the day, if you can't think of anything else to do, and you're really at a loss for words or direction, the first step is going to be really to consult with the Lord. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so hopefully that, that gave you some things to put you at peace with this. And just one note of encouragement before a great change happens, typically there's this buildup of something's not right. Something's not right because we don't make a change and address an issue. (laughs) It's cognitive dissonance. It's the pleasure or pain principle. Typically it's pain. So if you're going through this right now, Rejoice because something's stirring inside you. Something's not right. And that's a good thing because if you don't care, then the trains go off the, off the rail and you're like, oh, I didn't even see it coming because I didn't care enough. So I want, I say that to mm, encourage you yeah. because usually when you're about to have a breakthrough, things tend to break down first before you're like, okay, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. So I say rejoice in this. Um, and, uh, and there is got a, some good insights. Yeah. And there is a sense of, um, Also accepting, when we talked about boundaries, accepting that there are just times of it's not going to be your dream life. You're not going to have a perfect work-life balance, but there's a way to still have 
contentedness joy. and joy right. in the midst of that. Have and to. to allow yourself to shed off any of the doubts of I'm not doing this enough because you have your reasons. If you've sat down and really processed through it and you said, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be nice. I thought, um, when I like leading up to having a child, I always thought I needed to stay at home. Mm -hmm. And then when I stayed home with her, when she was first born for the first six six weeks and then a couple months working from home a little bit, I realized that's not really how I'm wired. Right. I love going to work and I had gone to college and I had these skills that I desperately needed as a person to put to practice. And so as I processed through that, then God provided somebody to watch my child during the day because and I had will. already had peace about what I needed to do. And then when you have the bad days where you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know, I do feel the tension today. You can sit and reason with yourself and say, no, I've, I've actually thought through this. This is not something coming out of the blue and I'm doing the best thing I can with what I have available to me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you let it die there mm -hmm. and be at peace mm -hmm. because you need to be at peace. That's right. what we're called to do. Right. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So keep your inner tribe and yeah. the Holy Spirit is there to do the heavy lifting. You can't figure it out. Ask him. Yeah. We are not meant to shoulder this on our own. Mm. Let him do the stuff that he really wants to do. Mm. Very sharp, Tracy. Oh, thank you. The <laughs> Holy welcome. Spirit made me say that. You're welcome. <laughs> so this is LOL. <laughs> And uh, we love, we're tremendous leadership. We love talking about leadership and we'd love for you to let us know what other leadership topics you'd like us to cover. And if you'd like to learn more about our business, we're at tremendousleadership.com. Tracy does keynotes and speaking. So if you're looking for someone to cover things like that, she'd be more than happy to come in and work with your organization. And lastly, uh, we have plenty of episodes in our backlog. We've got a crisis leadership series where Tracy talked about the studies from her dissertation, her uh, doctoral research that was wrapped up in December of 2019. So there's wonderful content for you, your team, and honestly, even your family as you learn how to better equip yourselves to deal with a crisis. Mm -hmm. There's something for everyone in that. So check us out, TremendousLeadership.com, and we hope you enjoyed what you heard. And please feel free to leave us a review, um, like the video or podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.TremendousLeadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.TremendousLeadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.